I'm Bob Main. I carry a gun because I can't carry a cop. Welcome to another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. And welcome to episode 576 of A Practical Show, done by a practical guy, and that is me. This is Sunday, December 19th, 2021. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. I have so much fun doing these shows every week, and I've got a real good one for you. This week, I just want to let you know this show is brought to you by Keepers Concealment, the leading authorities on appendix carry. If you carry a gun in the appendix carry position, you got to check out what they have at keepersconcealment.com. Also, they are an affiliate of CCW Safe Legal Protection, not insurance, but legal protection, advanced legal protection that you have to have if you're going to be carrying a firearm. Recent events and court cases and things have shown us that it can be very, very expensive and very difficult to fight your way to justifying self-defense. So, check out Keeper's Concealment, CCW Safe. You get a 10% discount on your membership, KC10 off, and all that'll be the coupon code KC10OFF. That will be in the show notes. So this week, I had a chance to go have lunch with Ben Branham. We haven't done that in a long time. And he granted me an interview after we finished lunch. Thank you, Ben. I know you're busy. We're both extremely busy. Thanks for taking out your time to talk about high-cap miniguns. All the high capacity, or I should, I really should say normal capacity, but compared to the first mini guns, especially the small 9 millimeters, compared to the first ones that came out, these are high capacity. And we're going to talk about those guns in the interview, so I'm not going to get too much into that right now. I'm going to play this interview shortly, and I think you're going to enjoy that. I want to say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to all of you, and I'm really enjoying this Christmas season and I and it's I know it's difficult for some people I get that it's difficult and I've had difficult Christmas and New Year seasons in the past if you've been following me you know what I mean so I've been there try to find the joy in this season this season is all about joy and loving one another getting together with family I know and sometimes we have difficult family members but our friends our friends are also our family matter of fact have you ever noticed that sometimes our friends are more like family to us than our actual family so be with them talk to them I'm making it a point this Christmas season instead of sending out Christmas cards I'm just calling people up I'm calling up people on the phone and just catching up with them and wishing them a Merry Christmas in person or at least by phone with my voice and not just uh, dropping out cards in the mail, which is kind of getting a little old-fashioned anyway, isn't it? 
So this is going to be my last episode of this month and this year. I will resume in early January. I'm going to take some time off during Christmas and I am going to spend it with good friends and family, my own family and some of my extended family and some real good friends. I will be back on the air January 2nd to kick off 2022, which I'm going to look forward to 2022. And I am going to, I'm going to focus on more positives. It's so easy to focus on the negatives because there is so much negativity today. But, you know, I'm a prepper at heart. Most of you know that. And we sometimes look too much towards the negative as a prepper because, you know, we're, we're prepping for bad things. But I also think that you should prepare yourself for positive things and modern day survivalists they do that they also prepare for positive things and you make the most of the positive things that are in your life so that's what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to not focus so much on the negatives in 2022 but I am going to focus more on positives. So I'm going to take a little time to recharge the batteries. It's going to give me a couple of weeks, and I'll be back with the first show of the year, which is going to be on January 2nd. Enjoy this excellent interview with Ben Branham on high cap mini guns. Ben Branham is back with me. It's been a long time, Ben, too long. It has. It's like COVID got in our way or something. Yeah, well, it did. Uh, but hopefully we're moving past that just a little bit now, I hope. Yes, and I said the horrible word that hopefully you don't get banned from all the social media. But yes, it was just in our way so we could do podcasts and go shooting. Well, so we want to talk about this is your idea, all the high cap minis out there. There's a lot of really good high cap mini guns, and that seems to be the big craze. You know, I have, I guess you could say I got a couple of the high cap mini guns, three of them actually. Uh, why are they so popular? Just stats alone. Most of the guys don't feel, see all the stuff. So I got the idea because I taught a student, a private student, and he brought out a Walther PPS Gen 2 or M2, I forget what they call it. But you know, it's a seven round gun, single stack, beautiful trigger, beautiful. Walter makes a great product and he shot great and he shot great for him. Well, I taught him how to use it a little bit, and he had to reload a bunch of times because there's only seven rounds in there. So the first thing he did after the lesson was, hey, what holds more ammo? I want to get more ammo. <laughs> so he's trying to get more ammo in his gun. So we talked about some of the Wonder 9s now that are the itty-bitty ones that are about that same size, almost a pocket gun, but not quite. And they hold 10, 12, 15 rounds. I mean, we've got, the, I guess, the SIG, X, or the SIG P65, the original started the whole craze. P365. They came, they came out with that little gun that was the size of a Glock 43 that, yep. that only held six rounds. I mean, crap, it's smaller than a Glock 43, and it has a 10-round magazine in it. I have one. So all of a sudden, that hey, this became popular, and it became possible, and then everybody else kind of you know ignored them for a while right and then springfield came out with their hellcat mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you, everybody's like oh hey and then they're selling like hotcakes so now that we have the sig xl and now we have the ruger max we've got 
Smith and Wesson with their Shield Plus. Shield Plus, yeah. Uh, Taurus came out with something that I can never keep up. The Ruger is the so uh, LCP Max, I think. Oh, right? Ruger makes five of them now. Oh, five of them. I don't know yeah. how many, but they make the LCP Max and they make a Max Nine. So they make a bunch of stuff. And then I, you know, I know I'm forgetting something because I know this craze is going nuts. Everything is going to be that little tiny, almost pocket gun size with ten rounds of nine millimeter. And they and shoot then, well. Then they're going to have extended magazines for them. Yeah, and what's really cool is they shoot well. They don't shoot like a pocket gun, but I'm not sure they shoot really well. Well, okay. Because what I, started... I mean is they shoot. What I mean is they don't shoot like uh, like a like a, a small J frame revolver shoots. They don't hurt your hand every time. Right. You pull they're the not nasty on, like the on a full size small revolvers. Yeah. So for a for a small gun, they're good. But you still have physics. It just doesn't go away. Energy is there no matter what. So you still have more recoil, more muzzle flip, and all of that stuff in the the wonder little mini nines than you do a full-size gun. I'd have to say, though, that manufacturers are getting a lot better with that. Uh, I own both the P365 and the 365 XL. The XL is a really good shooter. That thing... I don't notice much difference between that and my Glock 19, to be honest with you. You need to shoot more. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, no, I do shoot them a lot. I notice a lot from that little gun to the bigger gun, and it gets hot, and maybe it's my hands are too big. I don't know. I notice a lot of muzzle flip in the smaller guns. Heck, I, I noticed a crap ton of mo muzzle flip when I went from the 3.9-inch SIG 320. I know that's a full-size gun, compact technically. Yeah. I went from the compact version to the, the long slide version. The compact version had a lot of muzzle flip for me. I didn't really like it, but it shot well, and I was shooting nice groups and doing really good. And then my friend let me borrow the longer slide version, and I shot that for a little while, and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Full-size gun, this works awesome. Yeah. It's just a little tack driver at a 5-inch barrel, even with the optic on there and everything, and it doesn't move. Well, we would always like to have a bigger gun. Yeah, so We always would. But, but the little guns are cool. But They're just, getting better. They're not the end-all, be-all. They shouldn't always maybe replace your full-size gun. Because I was thinking about doing that. I love the XL, the SIG 365. I love that gun. I was shooting it for a while, and I just it, it shoots like a house on fire for me. Yep. But it gets hot. It has a lot of muzzle flip. And it just wasn't a real conducive to training all day with it. But it was a great gun. So I thought about actually replacing, you know, I'm the one-gun man. I stick. I get a gun and I'll stick to it until I wear it out. Yeah. In fact, we were talking to that uh, lunch. Yeah, we just had lunch. and We were talking about that. my two Smith and Wessons right now. I've had for so long. I wore both of them out now. One That's of them, hard to do. Well, one of them I replaced the front sight on it and it'll be back in service, but. It, the tritium vial fell out of the front sight. Well, but that's not one, wearing out the gun, but the other one you actually wore it out. Oh, I didn't flat you? out wore out. I need to. I keep saying I'm going to send it back to Smith. I just haven't gotten around to it. Yeah, it, you got a lifetime warranty. Yeah, it gets hot and it shoots three inches low at five yards. I don't know what to tell you. I can sit there and put a hundred rounds through it, and then it's shooting three inches lower than it did when I started. So it's. I bet if you sent it back to Smith and Wesson, you would get back a really nice gun. I think I should do that then. Maybe I'll get yeah. a free gun. Their customer service, <laughs> from what I heard, is that good. That it's it's very, very good. See if they'll put 100 rounds through it to see if I'm lying or not. Yeah. But, yeah, actually, I need to do that. So, it's on my holiday to-do list around here. But the little guns, I... The I, small cap, or the I, small the small gun high caps. Yeah, I wanted to replace a full-size gun carrying that every day. Because, honestly, I have a, SIG, or a Smith & Wesson Shield... And it is one of the nicest carrying guns ever. It is. Super flat, super light, 
but only with eight rounds on board. We start putting twelve rounds on board, and now that thing gets heavier too. But the shield so, plus, yeah, that's going to uh, be the plus. Is then it does get heavier? It starts to get yeah. heavier, and we always forget ammo weighs. So when you go from six rounds to twelve rounds, your gun got that much. Your heavier. gun got, and weight is a big deal. Weight is a real big deal. Yeah, uh, it, it's for I think for two reasons. Weight is a big deal. First of all, for concealed carry, it just the you know when you have to lug around a heavier object. It's more unpleasant, but also from a shooting perspective. Um, now, sometimes weight helps you when you're shooting. A heavier gun makes it a little easier to shoot. So there's that trade-off. Yeah, and for me, it's uh, the lighter gun is a big factor when I go to not conventional carry. So when I'm doing an outside the waistband holster under a big shirt with a gun belt on, real nice stuff. It doesn't matter whether I'm carrying that shield or I'm carrying my full-size Smith & Wesson, you know, that weighs a pound more. It really doesn't bother me. No, me all. it does. Me it does. But when I go to unconventional carry stuff, I've been riding my bike a lot lately. Yeah. And I have a belly band, and I carry my little shield underneath my riding jersey on my belly band. Hard to put your full-size M&P in there, isn't Yeah, it? so putting full-size guns in there. When I'm doing off-body carry, I've done that on the bike, too. I'll put it. I'll just drop the gun in my bag that I'm carrying on my back and I can really feel the difference when I'm trying to exercise whether I've got my little shield in there or my full-size gun yeah and the gun size is substantial but the gun weight is only a couple ounces right but what I get is you know I'm really carrying two magazines of ammo one in the gun and one spare one right I go from a total of 17 rounds to a total of whatever 17 and 17 is 34 rounds. rounds so it the ammo weight goes up substantially when I go from a small gun to a big gun. So I'm, I kind of wonder if I start lugging around, not lugging around, the little micro super high cap nines, if I'm going to notice the difference between having a single stack gun and a double stack oh, gun. Oh, I think you'll weight. notice the difference in a, in a major way. Now, I want to say something, though, and, and I'm probably going to rub some people the wrong way a little bit, but that's okay. I, I enjoy doing that, actually. <laughs> um when people get these little small high cap guns and then they start sticking these bigger magazines in them you know oh like they make 15 round magazines for this little gun <laughs> let's get one oh now they're making 17 round mags for this little gun my f- opinion is what's the point why get the little gun and jam this large 15 <laughs> round mag in it well now you might as well just carry the bigger gun that's that's my small guns are small for a reason in my opinion. And if it's a if it's only an 8 or 10 round gun, learn to win the fight with the 8 or 10 rounds. Otherwise, I think if you're going to stick a bigger mag that's going to stick out and make it harder to conceal, make the gun weigh more, why don't you just go to get a, a carry a bigger gun? Yes, if you're going to carry that little SIG 365 yeah. and put the 15 round magazine in oh, so you come can on. get a full grip on it. Why not just go. buy a 320? Just go to a 320 or a anything, <laughs> a compact size gun, and get your 17 rounds or yeah. 15 rounds, and then never have to worry about it. And when you get get out to get the fight, it, when we start shooting those guns in classes, those the guys that bring the little Wonder Nines, like we've had a couple, like one of the female students we had for a while, she came through two classes. All she had was her SIG P365, and she, she did shot well. it real well, but by the end of the day, it was getting dirty. She was getting tired. She was having malfunctions, and it just gets that way. The guys with the full-size Glock 17s, 
weren't having any problems getting tired holding the gun they weren't having any malfunctions the gun was running fine they were running fine but i do say i i really enjoyed having students that came to the class with their small guns their small concealed carry guns because they were getting better they were practicing with them and if that's the gun you're going to rely on for self-defense you better be good with it yeah and she's a trooper coming through a two-day course putting seven eight hundred rounds through that little gun in two days and we had several people that came with smith and wesson shields and glock 43s the last class we taught there was a student with a glock 43 remember oh yeah and he was doing real well with it but i'm just we're you know this this podcast is about high cap small guns and when we say high cap small guns high cap at a small gun is usually 10 10 rounds rounds, 10 rounds 11 rounds i just can't see the sense in Turn, turning it into a 16 round gun you know well um, i do like the sig in their their piece 365 and that you can have a 15 round magazine and I a lot carry, of guns you can do that now. but i would carry it like my like i used to carry a glock 19 glock 19 has 15 rounds in the magazine with a flush fit mag but then you can buy the higher cap mags that stick out right so i'd always put the flush fit mag in the gun when i was carrying it and i'd carry a larger capacity magazine as, as your my backup, backup. So as a 365, if I was carrying that, or the 365 XL, which I'm still thinking I probably need one of those. I have one. They're great. To shoot a 12, carry it with a 12-round magazine in it, carry a 15-round magazine as my backup. For me, the weight doesn't change at all on my belt. It doesn't change wherever I stick it. It's the same concealing a 12 or a 15-round mag. I just, for years, I used to do that with the Glock. I miss that with my Smith & Wesson where I could have the mag stick out and have more ammo. And I know I'm being picky. My Smith & Wesson carries 17 and I want more ammo. Yeah, <laughs> why not, you know? <laughs> well, come on, Ben. 17 or 18, that should be enough. Um, <laughs> you but... said the word right there is should. Should be enough. <laughs> if it's well, not, you're screwed. <laughs> I think it's great that we have this these choices these days of these high-cap small guns. I think it's really cool. That we now have these types of self-defense tools available, don't you? We are in the golden age of guns. I mean, yeah, well, we have been for about five years, I think. Probably ten years. Yeah. And it just keeps getting better. I mean, I, I think back to years when I started this in the 90s, and all there was was a Glock 26 that held ten rounds, and that thing's like a brick. Mm-hmm. Or a J-frame. Car came out in the 90s somewhere in there with their pm9 super expensive yep and they hurt to fire but they would carry really nice they did and And i had one for many 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 flat nice six rounds on board or seven whatever gun you got yep but that's all you had there was those three choices that was it you could go to a ruger j frame size gun but they were all steel guns and they weighed a ton that was the 101 i think and there just wasn't... Oh, Charter, the SP-101? Yeah. Yeah, Charter those tried are... to come out. Yeah. And then we started coming... You always have the Derringers, which weigh as much as our new modern guns do, and they have two rounds on them. And forever, we've had the small snub-nosed revolvers, but I have just never been able to enjoy shooting <laughs> a snub-nosed revolver. Well, and it, I just don't like them. It wasn't until 2000 and... 12 2014 somewhere in there ruger came out with their lcr and it's i know you gun. own one and it's better it's better than some of the other j frames but it's still i mean i've shot it no. it's not too much fun to me i don't mind it but no i don't want to shoot a 400 round day with it it's yeah. gonna bang me up yeah I, in fact i'm carrying it right now so i still yeah. carry it everywhere all the time 
But that was it. And then we started getting more and more guns. Glock started doing flat guns and everybody did the micro LCP and the flat guns. Yeah. And then we decided we want more ammo than six rounds and we wanted we didn't want a 380, we wanted a 9mm, so we started jacking up the size again to 9mm, and then now we yeah. have all these Wonder 9s. So that we are in the golden age of guns, and it just keeps getting better. And See, real- in the end, we come down to the same problem. Yeah. we. I look at this show, and I go, okay, we've been doing... You've got, what, 500 shows, I've got 300 shows. I have 500, and I think we are... I think we're recording either 570... Five or five? I don't know. I've lost track. Whatever. (laughs) I lost track too, but it keeps coming down to the same thing. Just pick a gun and go with it. Yeah. Learn how to live with it. Pick your gun and carry it every day. Like I said, I got that LCR. And learn how to shoot it. Got the LCR in my pocket. It's with me every day, all day, all the time, no matter what. It's always there. Pick one of these Wonder Nines that you like the best and put it in your pocket or put it on your belt or put it in your bag. Find a way that carry it every single day no matter where you go no matter what you do well and i'm not going to tell you to break the law because i went on a federal installation yesterday i had to go on base Mm -hmm. for my work i made sure i went to the office took all my guns off locked them up and then went on the federal base because i don't want to go to federal that's a shame you shouldn't have to do that but you don't want to go to federal prison prison. I, i i get that i uh we can all understand i took the risk and then i did my job came back First thing I did was go back and unlock my guns and put them all back on, you know? So if you, whenever you can, wherever you can, you should be carrying your gun. More and more states are going to constitutional carry, all that. So the whole podcast, over 800 episodes of both me and Bob's show, pick a freaking gun and learn how to carry it every day, all the time, and then learn how to shoot it all, and if as it's, much as you can. And if it's one of these really cool high cap small guns that really some of them really do shoot a lot better... Uh, you need to be shooting it, and you need to be practicing with it, and you need to be. We're going to talk about an unpopular subject for a minute, Ben. Training, you know, uh-huh. isn't it interesting when you and I review guns? We seem to get a lot more interest than when we talk about training, which is a shame. But I'm just going to say, train with these little high cap small guns. Yeah, and learn how to use whatever you use to the best of your ability. Right. So I know my tactics change right now when I'm only carrying my pocket gun. That's all I can really get away with at work. Yes, I carry a bag gun. That's where my full-size Smith & Wesson is, but it's locked in my office most of the time. Right now, I got my little LCR in my pocket. But my tactics change. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to suck somebody in close and then do a contact shot to make sure that that little 38 Special with the 1 and 7 8 inch barrel does what I need it to do. Yeah. Or I'm going to... All I got is five rounds, so I got to change my tactics. If I'm having a shootout, everybody gets one to the chest and one to the head. That's it. And I get two and a half people that I can deal with that way. If not, I'm going to have to run away or reload or do something else. i got to change my tactics. So the other thing that's unpopular and being from the military is that I can tell you that shooting isn't even half of the problem. If you use good tactics, it's That's easy. at least half the problem right there. The shooting is becomes easy. Yes. If you use good yeah. tactics, the shooting's easy. If you use piss-poor tactics... You better be Jerry Micklick good to win. <laughs> now, you know, I as we're doing this, I'm carrying my P365XL. And I'm carrying it just with the factory 12-round magazines. I have no interest in putting in any larger magazines. And, of course, why would I put in anything that's going to be smaller uh, or have less rounds? But 
I think they shoot great. And I think these, these high cap small guns, they shoot well for, for a small gun. For a small gun, I know you so, like your you yeah. like to pocket your revolver, but, but compared that your Sig compared to the old freaking cars, the cars oh were a what a ju- huge difference! The car was a joy to carry. Oh yeah, but shooting it sucked. Sucked the shooting was giant one to shooting. Shoot. My car PM9 was horrible. You'd shoot five rounds and then you'd be like, "Yep, that's good enough." Especially <laughs> especially when I put like Federal HST 124 grains or or Corbon ammo in it or some other hot load. I used to shoot Ranger SXTs. Remember those? Yeah. Oh man, when I would shoot that stuff through my car PM9, you know, forget it. That, right up there with my buddy that had the J frame and oh, the yeah. aluminum aluminum ultra light 12 ounce revolver yeah. and then and he, a 357 magnum yeah well he would drop no he just he had the 38 special version he dropped plus b's in there and he carried it as a cop as his pocket gun and we went to the range one day and he's like yeah man you got to shoot my backup gun and he no handed way. it to me uh-huh. i fired five rounds and i handed it back to him i'm yeah. like dude never no uh-uh. oh i've seen people carry little 12 ounce revolvers smith yeah. and wesson revolvers in three fifty seven Magnum. Oh, this one was, the and there's just no way. I mean, that you know, thirty eight plus P's, and I fired those yeah, five rounds. Forget and I was like, that. Nope. Never and, and I question, and I'm gonna say something else that might be controversial. I question somebody's ability. How well can you really manage a gun like that? If you got a twelve ounce revolver and you're shooting hot loaded three fifty sevens, how accurate? How efficient? How good are you really gonna be with that gun? Especially if you don't shoot it much and you don't train with it. You know, you might you might do more missing than you would hitting with that gun. I would say, but there are people that it's kind of fits them. I've seen a couple people that they're there are amazing some. Yes, with it. there if are you're some. One of those people that is just amazing. God bless and you. When I say amazing, <laughs> you need to take your J frame and keep up with guys that are shooting Glock 17s. If you can keep up with them making hits, at well, not speed, only that, you know, then hey, I I'm challenge gonna, them. I'm going to wind with you. You, I, you can carry it. I challenge them to keep up with. My Sig P three sixty five XL with their J frame revolver. Well, that's why I say you should. You should be, if you could do it, you can carry it. Yeah. So I know with my little revolver, speed is a little bit slower than my big gun, but I can make hits to seventy five yards, no problem. Right. So I know I can make the hit anywhere. I mean, where where are you going to make a seventy five yard handgun shot? Yeah. But I know I can sell them. But you know you can do it. So, but that took me a lot, a lot of practice, and a lot of time, and a lot exactly. of range time. Exactly. And, and if I want to hit a target at seventy-five yards, in a person, I have to aim at his knees. And unfortunately, there are people That's who how have, high the gun shoots for me. But there are you people, don't know that. No, who doesn't know? Who if you don't know that with your little revolver, maybe you should be carrying something bigger. And there are people who have, are listening to this right now, Ben. Unfortunately, they haven't taken one of our classes, and because we teach a lot of long-range shooting in our classes. And they probably cannot make those shots. Matter of fact, they probably cannot even make 25-yard shots with their little revolver. Because uh, we've had them come to the class and try. Most people can't. Most people can't. And But, but you remember the last class we just taught? Uh, we have one gentleman, I'm not going to mention his name, I don't have his permission yet. But he was shooting his Smith & Wesson Shield 40 caliber. A little shield. The, the version 1 shield. And he was making nice hits at seventy-five to a hundred yards with that thing. Yeah, we went out. Yeah, we went out to about eighty-five on that. Okay, class. eighty-five. Yeah. And he was still making hits. And he was making good hits, not just hits, but so, he was making good hits. If so, you can do it, yes, do it. If you can't yeah. do it, then yeah, 
there's always going to be some degradation. You're going to have to live with that when you go from a bigger gun to a smaller gun. Yeah. And that's where I get pissed off because I start shooting the smaller gun. I think I'm hot crap. And then I pick up the bigger gun and I go, oh, crap. I can't shoot a small gun to save my life. You're always going to have a little degradation when you go from the bigger gun to right. the smaller gun. Is it acceptable? Can you keep up with if you can do a normal police standard? So find out what your law enforcement area shoots. Find out what their standard is. If you can do it with the small gun, yeah, you can probably get away with a small gun. Correct. If you can't do it with the small gun, you should probably be carrying the bigger gun. And if you can't do it with the bigger gun, you need to practice. You need to go to a class, any class. Find a class today. Sign up and go next week. Yeah. Because if you can't pass it, this is anybody that's done law enforcement shooting, you guys know this. Their standards are so lax and so easy. It's not that difficult. It is not difficult. I, it's not, but I've seen people that cannot even do that with their small gun. Or they and, can't do it with their big gun. That's what I'm saying. Well, their big gun. If you can't do it with too, your yeah. big gun, you need to go to a class yeah. this, tomorrow. Well, that's true. If you can't do it with your big gun, what makes you think you're going to be able to do it with your small yeah. gun? Yeah. But and I and I don't want people to think by my by what I'm saying in my tonality. I don't want people to think that I don't like small guns. I love small guns and. Sometimes I can't carry the big gun like today. I can't yeah. carry the big gun. But I make a commitment to be good with my high cap small gun. Yeah. And let's go back to what I had said earlier. We're talking semantics now and we're having yeah. this we're having more of a high level discussion. The entry level discussion is find the gun that you can carry every day and get as good as you can with it. That's it. Now, I like what you just said. The first criteria, find one you'll carry every day all the time. That probably is the first criteria. Right? I don't care if it's a twenty-two revolver. Right. I don't care if it's... I, I don't care. If it's a twenty-two LCP, one of those things that came out. Those things actually shot really well. I was really yeah. impressed when I got yeah. my hands on one of those. Yeah. You know, it's a 10-round gun with twenty-two. I know the twenty-two long rifle is not the man-stopper we all want it to be. Cause it, you it's know, better than nothing. I really want a gun that's about the, about the size of an LCP that hits like a 50 BMG <laughs> but carries like 30 or 40 rounds on Sure, board. we all want that, don't you we? Know, and shoots like a 22. <laughs> that, that recoils like a 22, you know? That's what I want. That's what we all want, right? Yeah. But it's not going to happen. But we live in reality. Yeah. And then it shoots like a real big gun, like a Target 22. Oh, yeah. You, you can, can make really hits fast. at 250 yeah. yards and with just, it, right? And just, yeah, right. It never moves. You pull the trigger as fast as you can. <laughs> and, and you can't miss. Yeah. yeah they, and so, then you woke up from that dream. Yeah. And the next one is I want it not to be able to miss. <laughs> so, yeah. We all want that. But, yeah. That, find the gun that you can live with that you can carry. As, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use the caveat. Everywhere you can legally. And then carry it every day and get as good as you can with it, shooting, and then learn the tactics around the gun. So when I talked about sucking people in so I can get them close to almost a contact shot with my little thirty-eight, so I can make them stop, you know, what, what do you guys think when I say that? I mean that, hey, when the guy says, give me your wallet, no problem, sir. Let me pull my gun out for you. Yeah. <laughs> press it against him and pull the trigger so I can get that contact shot to yeah. make him do it. Or pull him in close parry the gun, pull him in close, and then do a contact shot. Yeah. So you got to learn all those kind of techniques, and then that, it's a technique, but it's really, that's what you're trying to do, is trying to use that to get around whatever deficiency you have in the gun, and that's just using tactics. Yeah. Tactical patience is my favorite word Tactical patience, yes. Wait a little bit. Yeah. Well, wait as long as you can. Hopefully it's only a little bit, but sometimes you might have to you know, go long, wait a little bit longer, but you got to wait for your turn, you know? 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's how other people put it. Wait for your turn. The last thing I want to say about these high cap small guns, and I really shouldn't call them that because they're normal capacity. They're not really high capacity. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we should have the right to carry as much ammo as we want with no government limitations. Uh-huh. So, but anyway, that's a whole nother podcast. We're going to go to the government limitations thing? No, we're not going to go oh. there. But the thing I want to say about those Choked is the that there's so many right good now. choices. There's so many good choices out there. I'll name some of my favorites. You name some of your favorites, and then we'll close. I really like the Smith & Wesson Shields, especially the Shield Plus. I really like the P365 series by SIG. I have a Glock 43X that's phenomenal. Especially what's really cool about my 43X is I can use those Shield S15 magazines, Shield Arms magazines, and I can make that thing a 15-round gun without adding extra extra length to the magazine. It does add weight, but it doesn't. But even if I don't want to do that, I carry the 10-round mags. Um, I also like, and I have not had a chance to shoot one, but I've had a chance to dry fire, is I really like the, the Springfield Hellcats. I've never fired one of those, but I have actually uh, dry fired them and, and played around with them. And then the last thing I would say is, since I'm now such a big fan of the Shadow Systems pistols, I sure wish they would make a little high cap small gun. If they would make a Glock 48 that... Or a Glock 43. 43 size, yeah. That so anyway, cool. what are your, some of your favorite ones? Well, I got you mentioned the Glock 48 with the shield mags, I think is the best gun that Glock has ever developed in just full stop for carry. I agree. It's a concealed carry gun. I Maybe agree. not as a fighting gun that I'd carry in a combat with me, but as a concealed gun, I think it's awesome. Yeah. I want the SIG, the 365XL. That's the one I'm going to buy next. I got one. So that's that's the one I want. Um, I haven't played with the Hellcat too much. They do, they're more muzzle flip than the Sig is, so I'm not really happy with that. I want to get my hands on the new Ruger Max Nine and play with that. Ruger has always made a freaking tank of a gun. Yep. And I think they will always make the tank. The LCP Max I would like to shoot too. Wouldn't mind shooting one of those. And I wonder if they're going to shoot one, make one of those in the 22 version. You know, go back to the LCP or the 22 because the 380 and yeah. LCP is a it's a little hot to hold on to. So uh, those are kind of my favorite little pocket guns that are getting into that high. By the, the way, since we're talking about Ruger, do you remember about a year ago we did that video on modern handgunners and we compared my Ruger LCP two, not the high cap, but the LCP two, to the Car P380. Yeah. That LCP was a nice gun. That LCP is a beautiful nice gun. Nice shooting gun. And that CAR 380 is about <laughs> twice the price, and that LCP just outshot it. You don't like the CAR crazy. pistols. <laughs> I do not like CAR pistols. They do not fit my hand. I cannot shoot them with a darn. They hurt like snot for me But that shoot. LCP was a nice gun, I have to say. And mine's the LCP-2 in 380. It's not the LCP Max. They weren't out yet when I bought that gun. Yeah, so guns keep getting better and better. Look at that. So yeah, the just, high cap small guns. Pick one that fits your hand that you like and just go for it. If you can go to the range and shoot a couple of them and figure it out, because and honestly, right now you know they're all about four or five hundred bucks, four to six hundred dollars in there. And if you buy one and you hate it, you can turn around and sell it and you'll lose fifty to a hundred dollars max. That's and then it. Just buy another one. <laughs> yeah, and people can also find out a lot more about these guns by signing up for our shooters club. 
Uh, if you're not a member, if you don't support Ben and I, we would sure like to Shame have on your you support. for not helping. No, That's right. But I you can go you to ShootersClubMembers.com. Once again, that website's ShootersClubMembers.com for as little as $8 a month. Or if you want to save money, pay $75 a year. We've got, I know we got some shows about these high cap small guns. Oh, we and different tactics around using them. So. And different tactics around. In fact, we even got some class footage. And uh, some of the students are using a high cap small gun. Yeah. So get signed up for that. And um, we, uh, Ben and I were talking at lunch today. We're not quite sure what we want to do as far as the future of our classes, but let's just say to be determined, to be announced <laughs> later on. Yeah, shoot us an email if you want to do more classes with us. Yeah. We're kind of, you know, me and Bob love doing classes. It's just that we haven't been filling them up. And it's hard to go teach a class for three people. And I say hard because it's financially, it's hard. Oh, well, like, yeah. It's financially it's, not much sense. Yeah, you guys think it's money, it's not. <laughs> Most people think, oh, five students times whatever you charge them, $300, and that's $1,500. Oh, you forgot the range was $300 for me. And the travel to get there $500 was, for right. a plane ticket, $500 for the hotel, $500 for a rental car. Right. And that $1,500 is... Gone. My, my private. Gone room. like the wind. Yeah. I didn't even make enough money to feed myself for the weekend. Right. I was out yeah, of town. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we're not complaining about that. If you're interested, email us either me, handgunworld at gmail.com or ben at modernselfprotection.com and let's get a discussion going about that if you want to, if you want us to come out and teach beyond concealed carry or pistol fighting dynamics. Let's see, let's see where the, where the market is or where the interest level is now. What do you think? Yeah. If there's a bunch of interest, we'll keep we'll keep teaching, we'll keep traveling. If there's not, uh, we, you and I have been shooting a lot of matches and having a lot of fun. We've been shooting a lot of matches. I have not shot a match in a month. I'm really upset about that. And because Christmas is here, Merry Christmas, everybody. But because it's here, I may not be shooting again until after the first of the year. Yeah, womp, womp, womp. We both figured that out. It's going to rain out this weekend, so we can't shoot. And then next weekend's Christmas, and then New Year's, and... Man, we might not be able to shoot again until 2022. Yeah. By the way, I don't mind shooting in the rain. I really don't. But the problem is, is the range won't oh, open. The range is closed down. The range, closed they'll down close it down during the rain here locally. Uh, and I can understand Choose that, too. Choose up the range. <laughs> well, Ben, thanks for coming back on. I appreciate that. And uh, we need to do a, an interview again for your show pretty soon, Oh, yeah. Soon, I just get you right? on my show. Everybody easy. needs to subscribe also to the Modern Self-Protection Podcast. If you're not a subscriber there right now, well, what are you waiting for? Go go do that. Modern self-protection. And uh, any last words, Ben? Thank you guys for listening. It's the end of the year, and I get nostalgic and go, oh, it's so great. <laughs> Even the shit show of 2020 and 2021, the dumpster fire. It's just awesome to be able to get here and talk to you guys and know that there's somebody out there listening that's going to take some knowledge and go make yourself and your family safer. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, everybody. Talk to you later. Well, thank you, Ben. It's always good to talk to him. It's always good to get together with him. Modern Self-Protection Podcast. You should be listening to that if you're not already. Help us out. Keep us both going. Become members of the Shooters Club. I've also got a lot of content on Patreon. You can become a Patreon member. But I think it's even just as important or more important to become a Shooters Club member. 
ShootersClubMembers.com. It helps support Ben's show and my show, and we want to keep things going. And you never know, uh, maybe, maybe teach some more classes soon, or at least keep the excellent video content content on ShootersClubMembers.com. It's only $8 a month or $75 per year. A final Merry Christmas and Happy New Year wish to you. Please, please don't forget, Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. And this holiday is about Him. It's about the celebration of His birth. And please remember that. Give good gifts to everybody. I get that. Have some great food. Have some great gatherings as we do on Christmas. But also remember that Jesus Christ our Lord is who we celebrate during Christmas. And then, of course, we have New Year coming up. And I wish all of you a prosperous, healthy, and happy New Year. We have... As we go into New Year with positive aspirations and some of us with New Year's resolutions, we need to also remember that we are very fortunate. Many of us are very fortunate just to be alive, uh, like myself and like some of the other people in our community. I just listened to Glenn Tate's uh, Prepping 2.0 podcast, and you got you got to listen to his episode called The Miracle Surviving COVID. Also, some other people in the Second Amendment community have also uh, survived COVID and being in the hospital and being on ventilators and things like that. Oh, that's moving. It's really moving. You got to listen to the Prepping 2.0 podcast with Glenn Tate and Shelby Gallagher and listen to that episode. It's really something. And uh, I'll probably link to it in the show notes. Also, remember, I would uh, certainly love if you have some last-minute Christmas shopping to do. If you would use my Amazon store, there's some products that I've linked to that I like and that I use. You don't have to buy those products if you don't, but at least click one of those links before you do your Amazon shopping. That would uh, help me out quite a bit. And please leave a review for this podcast. If it's if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, as it used to be formally called, or if you're on Stitcher Radio or any of the podcast apps out there, most of them have the feature there where you can give reviews of this show. And don't forget, you can always call into the voicemail for the Handgun World Podcast, 210-646-1727. And that's it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in. Remember to shoot straight, shoot safe, read your Bible every day. And I will talk to you next year, starting January 2nd. Goodbye.